When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. No Rob Beaver today. He's still off gallivanting across the United States following his beloved Clippers. Andrew Murdoch in the chair with you as well as Paul Hazelby. Hayes? How are you, Murdoch? Good to have you in the chair, mate. Big shoes to fill. There's no doubt about that. But uh, what about the week of sport? And as soon as that last tennis ball is hit, we kick into the AFL season. It's great to have it back. AFLW last night. Plenty to talk about on the show coming up. You're not wrong there, Hayes. And now let's get into our big call, hot topic of the morning. We'll get straight into it for Nutrient Water. Nutrient Water offers a complete range of irrigation services. And Hayes, you've got a big call. I do, Andrew. We had Super Bowl that took place on Monday. Super Bowl 54, one of the greatest sporting spectacles. 100 million plus viewers from all over the world tuned in to see Kansas City storm home to defeat the 49ers. What about J-Lo and Shakira? Absolutely nailed the halftime show and the advertising dollars. Extraordinary. Well, I believe it's time to go all in on the AFL international expansion. We've expanded in recent years into China, and next year the Giants are looking at opening the AFL season in Los Angeles, with the plan being for an annual game. This is what I propose. In the year 2025, let's play a best-of-three grand final series with Game 1 to be played at the MCG as normal, but Game 2 to be played in America. 100,000 supporters made up of Aussies, expats, Americans and celebrities at America's largest possible stadium. Engage all of the Aussie celebrities to promote it to America, but also get the biggest names in entertainment for the halftime show. Call it the Australian Super Bowl. 50,000 supporters will travel from all parts of Australia. Let's work with the US Tourism to cover some of those costs. Likewise, we should revenue share with Qantas or Virgin to also help cover the costs. Let's then engage ESPN and the US networks and get at least 25 million new viewers watching and learning about Australia's game, the greatest game on earth. Showcase the skill, strength, stamina and courage of our unique game. Game three, then, if required, to be played here at Optus Stadium. Let's finally bring the AFL Grand Final to Perth. It's time now for the AFL to stop messing around with AFL expansion. If we're going to do it, let's do it properly. It's time for the AFL to go all in and finally put the AFL on the international sporting map. Wow. Now, that that might be just about the biggest big call we've ever had on Off the Bench. And you're pretty fired up about this. I personally love the idea, just don't think it's ever going to happen. What? How did you get so fired up about this? Well, I watched the Super Bowl and I just saw how many eyeballs were watching this great event. And I just think given that the AFL, they want to go into America rather than do it in little spurts and we just try it out in LA, see how it goes. Let's go big. Let's try and get 25 million people watching this event at once, see if they like it. I think the AFL can make some money from it because of the TV rights and all those things associated. I think there's curiosity in America. They've heard about our great game. They don't know much about 
about it. This is the time you could sell it with all the celebrities that come from Australia these days to get it. And let's go big. 2025. It's only a one-off though, Andrew. It's not every year. It's just a one-off. Melbourne doesn't miss out. And maybe Optus Stadium gets a game back here, which I think would be a real positive for Western Australia. Well, how about that for a big call? Paul Hazelby wants the AFL Grand Final in 2025 to be a three-game series with one of those in America. What do you think about that? You're listening to Off the Bench with Andrew Murdoch and Paul Hazelby. Rob Beaver's away, but just quietly between you and me, Hayes, I'm not so sure he'll be getting his job back when he gets back. You can rely on nutrient water to manage all your irrigation product and service needs. Coming up after this, The Dig. The Dig. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Andrew Murdoch and Paul Hazel with you for Off the Bench today. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free trial. Dial before you dig inquiry. Now, Hayes, you're coming off the long run. I am. I'm going to have a go at the commentary around Jesse Hogan. Now, currently, Jesse Hogan has taken some time away from the Fremantle Football Club to deal with some mental health concerns. Now, I wasn't happy with some of the commentary this week suggesting that he will not play for the Fremantle Dockers again. I thought it was dangerous commentary and uh, intimating that teammates and the coach want him gone. Now, this is a guy that's at home dealing with some issues. Imagine hearing that. And I can categorically say that that is not the case. Fremantle will continue to work with Jesse Hogan. There is no plan for him to have his contract terminated. They want him to get healthy. That's the priority. And then following that, get back to the football club. And if he can do that, play some very good football for the Fremantle Dockers. He's still got next year on a contract. And I think uh, he just needs to get himself right. And he needs time to do that. So not happy. That's my dig. And I've got another one too today, Murdoch. There was comments made by Paul Smith last weekend. Now, this is the chairman of the Sydney Kings around the Indigenous jumper that uh, was put together for the Wildcats game. Now, it was the Indigenous round, and he made some really disrespectful comments, not only to the Wildcats, but also to the Indigenous community. He then came out and gave a little bit of an apology, or not really a good apology. And then following that, the NBL came out with their velvet sledgehammer. You know what fine they gave him for his comments? Tell me, Hayes. This is an owner of an NBL club. Do you think he's got a bit of money? He'd have a fair bit of loose change. $5,000, $2,500 of that suspended. So that was really only 2500 And given what we see in the AFL, sometimes there's $10,000, $20,000 fines put out there. And listen to this. He was suspended for one match which was suspended for 12 months. What does that mean? That means he got no suspension whatsoever. He just has to be good behaviour for 12 months. Do you think it at least gave him a bit of a wake-up call? Did it do that, do you think? Yes, I do. He did speak to Richard Wally, who is a great Indigenous person here in the West, and I think there was some mediation that was organised by Luke Longley, and I think he's learnt. I think he probably regrets the comments made, but there has been a rivalry that's been going on for a long time between the Sydney Kings and the Perth Wildcats. I think there's jealousy by the Sydney Kings of how successful the Wildcats are. They're into their 34th straight Final series, would you believe? Have you got a big call or do you want me to keep going? Because I'm fired up. Oh, you are fired up. I don't have a big call on my sleeve. I want to keep bouncing off yours. As disrespectful as the comments from Paul Smith were, and I don't think we can agree with that, what I do like about the NBL and basketball is generally is that you have these owners 
And they're so often so passionate because they actually got a real investment in the mm. team. And I love to see that the passion that they do show and the rivalry that gets built around the ownership kind of thing. In a it's good. And the A-League have got that as well. A-League, a few of the owners come from bigger clubs around the world and um, wait to see how that pans out next year with the A-League because I think they've been going to be given more licence. But you'd love to own a football club as well if you could have a key person making all those decisions. I've got another one okay, before one I more. go. One more. The Big Bash. Okay. Cricket Australia, you are destroying the Big Bash. It was a great competition when Channel 10 had the rights. Uh, there was really good commentary put together. Um, each game had an element of fun. I just think they've gone too long. They've been greedy with the broadcast, and it just doesn't have the same feel throughout it with this commentary team, given a lot of the best commentators have now been spread too thin across the competition. They need to tread very carefully going into next season and get this right. So how much of it do you think of, say, of the lack of you know excitement and like energy that we have in the Big, in the big Bash League? How much of it is that just the audience is getting tired because we've seen it for nine years mm. now? And how much of it is, do you think, responsibility of it being thinned out, stretched out, trying to get too much money? A lot about money. I think going to 14 games was wrong. I think four home games is probably enough. So four home games, four away. Maybe you have uh, play each other once and then you play against, um, you know, two selected teams to go forward. You've got to have the big stars there for the duration of the tournament. And you've also got to have familiarity with the broadcast. So you've gone from 10, which you just knew it was going to be on at this time, every night. Now you've got Foxtel and Seven sharing the duties Tread very carefully, Cricket Australia. Get this right because it's a great game. It was always must-watch television a few years ago and it might have just fallen off away from that a bit. You're listening to Off the Bench. Who's on a roll coming up next? I'm going to chat to Shane Hill, all things NBL. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Rob Beaver's away. Andrew Murdoch filling in with Paul Hazelby. Now, who's on a roll? Visit your local club. Gotta love the bolo.com.au. The Wildcats are on a roll. Trevor Gleeson was on a roll earlier this week when he was a bit peeved, I would say, is the word, or maybe a little bit more than that, that not a single Wildcats player was named in the MVP nominations for Best Defensive Player. Shane Heal joins us on the line, a champion of Aussie basketball and someone who's not afraid to share his opinion on matters, all things NBL. Shane, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, and uh, looking forward to a chat with you guys. Before we get into the chat, Shane, I'll play you a bit of the audio from Trevor Gleeson's interview earlier this week describing his thoughts on the NBL's MVP nominations. That I'm just bamboozled why no Perth player has been nominated um, as a defensive player of the year. We've got Damian Martin that's played 20 games, six-time defensive player of the year. Bryce Cotton leads the league in steals. Nick Cave, one of the best big men in the league, and especially on the defensive end, and even uh, Mitch Norton. And none of them get a berth in the eight nominees. I just find it amazing. Well, there you have it, Shane. So despite the Wildcats being the hardest team to score against, not a single Wildcat in the MVP nominations for the best defensive player. Do you disagree or do you agree? I, I can't believe Trev was warning about something. That's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, I, I think there's a couple of things you gotta, you got to factor in. You can't just look at how many points are uh, against because they play you know, a great style of basketball, but they're very methodical, so they don't play with as many possessions. So uh, they're about mid-range as far as where they're ranked uh, defensively per possession. Damian Martin is the greatest defender we have ever seen in the NBL. But Damian Martin's not at the level he was at even last year or the year before, and I'm the president of his fan club. But, um, you know, those other guys are solid defenders, but I don't think any of them are defenders of the year. 
Who's a better defender, Casper Ware or our Bryce Cotton? Casper Ware. Fair enough. What about the MVP? Who's a better player? Who's going to win the MVP this year? Is it going to be our man Bryce or somebody like a Scott Machado who's had a very good season? I think I think it's down to three. I think Bryce Cotton wins it. I think he is the MVP. He's uh, He's been outstanding again. He's a superstar. We know that. And I think Machado is very close, though, just for what he's been able to do with a low-budget team and his consistency of, of being able to get the best out of the rest of his team. And then I think third um, is Lamar Patterson, who's been fantastic in the second half of the year. He was a bit slow in the first half of the year. He was a bit out of shape. He looked like me. But uh, he's come <laughs> good. And... Um, I think they're the top three, so you'll 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 get you'll get a winner with Bryce Cotton. I would have thought. Changing tack a little bit now, Shane. What do you make of the experiment to have the American boys, RJ Hampton and Lamelo Ball, come through? Both announcing that they're departing back to the United States soon. How do you think that experience going for the NBL? Well, I, I think it's worked for the league because the league has gained unbelievable exposure internationally, and all the stats will sort of show that. And, couple of million people watched a game online and all of those sort of things. Uh, I think it's been great for those kids because they've come in here and they've been able to increase their stock. So they've gone from, you know, 10th pick in the draft to potentially top three. And um, even um, RJ Hampton has improved his stocks, even though he didn't have a great year. But you could argue the other way that hasn't been great for the teams. And, um, you know, the Illawarra Hawks certainly haven't been a great team and weren't a good team even when he was playing decent basketball. So um, objectives are probably different for Matt Flynn trying to win as many games as he can and, and build the camaraderie and a system and everything else. And, uh, you know, Ball's coming in here trying to increase his stock. So uh, I guess it depends on whose eyes you're looking at of whether it was successful. All right, Shane, let's talk about the coach of the year. Will Weaver, our man Trevor Gleeson or Mike Kelly from the Cairns Taipans, who has had a fantastic season, I must admit. Yeah, I, I think Mike Kelly's the coach of the year. And I think when you look at what he's got and the way he was able to recruit with the budget that he's got, uh, it's been unbelievable, really. And, you know, to think that they walked in and, you know, they took care of the Wildcats away in, in the jungle. They took care of the Sydney Kings away. Um, you know, they've got probably seven players at best that they use as far as their rotations and, you know, probably lower level budget imports as well. So I think the way, you know, he's been able to do that has been exceptional. Obviously, you know, Will Weaver has done a good job, but he's got a whole lot of talent as well. And Trev always does a good job, gives his team a chance to be able to win. And they're coming right at the right time of the year and he'll give his, his team a chance to back-to-back championships. NBL commentator Shane Hill there and former Aussie champion. Head to your nearest bowls club and get involved. Visit gottolovethebolo.com.au. Coming up, sports bet odds update with Nathan Brown. You're listening to Off the Bench with Andrew Murdoch and Paul Hazelby. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. No Rob Beaver, he's off gallivanting across the United States watching his beloved LA Clippers. Andrew Murdoch and Paul Hayes will be with you. But Nathan Brown joins us on the line from Sportsbet for an odds update. Brownie, talk us through what the weather forecast is doing to the markets for the BBL final. Well, it's not moving them much. The markets have been pretty much similar since they opened up. But the Sixers at $1.85, the Melbourne Stars are $1.95. But as we know, um, it's very hard to bet on. So punters are staying away at the moment, um, as we know that Sydney Sixers, if there is no play, they win. Uh, if you want to go in and have a uh, look at it, we don't think there's going to be any play, but top Sixers run score. You've got Steve Smith in there, 350. Josh Phillips, 375. Vince is in there at four. And for the Melbourne Stars, Marcus Stoinis, is he going well at the moment? $3. Glenn Maxwell, $4.50. 
and Nick Larkin $4.50 as well. But we don't expect any play, and that has kept the punters away on this one. But the Sixers are the favourite, $1.85, $1.95 for the Stars. Brownie, the AFLW got underway last night. It's a massive weekend for the competition. Talk us through the other games coming up this weekend. It did. Well, the premiership favourites, uh, the Kangaroos, they're $1.66. They take on the Demons, who are $2.18. Then Brisbane... $3.12 up against Adelaide $1.36. And then the big one for you guys on Sunday, Collingwood up against West Coast. Collingwood $1.37. West Coast are $3.02. And, and then Fremantle as well. Twilight game $1.52 up against the Cats, $2.48. And the futures market in that, um, uh, as we look at the AFLW, Adelaide and North Melbourne. Adelaide are in the favourites. And they're $5 a couple of days ago. So some money for Adelaide to $3.75. The Kangaroos are $5.50. Fremantle, $11, and all the way down to West Coast, who are the outsiders of the Gold Coast, at $34. Now, Brownie, if you'd be so kind, we'll turn our attention to the NBL and our mighty Wildcats, fresh off beating the latter leaders, Sydney Kings, and taking over the top spot. The Wildcats take on the New Zealand Breakers. And they are $1.49 for the Wildcats. Brisbane Bullets are $2.63. Very, very hard to play against at home, the Perth Wildcats. So they're going OK at the moment. Um, they've won... Uh, they lost to Melbourne a few weeks ago, but I think that's just a hiccup. They are on their way to the final, I think. The Brisbane Bullets are going well themselves. So this is, I reckon, a preview. Outside these two, I think Sydney are the best teams in it, but Perth Wildcats, $1.49. I think I'm going to put that into all my multis this weekend. And how about some racing over there in Melbourne? Well, we've got the CF4 stakes. So Group 1 racing this weekend, race number eight. And Sales of Justice at 280 is going to be very hard to beat. Hey Doc, number two, it did beat Hey Doc last start. So Hey Doc's at six dollars, and we think that'll be the leader. But it'll give Scales of Justice a nice little trail in. Avilius, which is probably the best horse in the race, but fourteen hundred, we think, too sharp. First up, the value I think is Fierce Impact at nine dollars fifty. But Scales of Justice, we expect to win, and the best of the day comes in race six, Anna Heed, which should be winning. If you are going to have a punt on any of this, good luck over the weekend. Gamble responsibly. Thank you very much, Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown there from Sportsbet for an odds update. Check out Sportsbet's new same race multi today. Combine selections from the same race in one bet for bigger odds. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hayes? Thanks, Andrew. Good work by you. Your first real job in the hot seat. I think there's a future that beckons for you, mate. Uh, Have a great weekend. Thanks, Hayes. I love it when you guys let me have one little five-minute spot in the chair each week. I do look forward to it. You've been listening to Off the Bench with Andrew Murdoch and Paul Hazelby. We'll do it all again next Saturday morning. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.